Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Jesus 911. With Justin and Anita. We are here, family. We love being here every single Friday. Yeah, it's Friday show, our favorite show. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's a biased uh, uh, thought and opinion, right? Yes, <laughs> it's yes. pretty biased. By the way, I just want to just give a shout out to all the people over in the University of Notre Dame. They're having a protest today, a prayerful. The students are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can, can you imagine the university is going to allow a vulgar drag show that's going to be held today? And that's a Catholic university, by the way. Yes. For those of you that know, that don't know it. They also let Barack Obama speak there a few years ago. Yeah. And he had that's the name, a tragedy. He had the name of Jesus covered when he spoke. Yes. The crucifix. <laughs> yeah. As a matter of fact. So the students are planning a protest uh, of this drag show today mm-hmm. because the administrators refused to cancel it. And the protesters are going to be praying the rosary starting at 7.30 p.m. That's Eastern time. Mm -hmm. And the women students in particular are protesting that the show mocks women Mm -hmm. and is highly disrespectful to Our Lady and her institution. Absolutely. It's disgraceful that the young women are defending the truth and possibly putting themselves in harm's way while their spiritual fathers, the Holy Cross priests and administrators, Mm. refuse to protect them. Mm-hmm. If you want some information on the situation, the website is nodragnd.org, ND setting for Notre Dame. Yeah, and we need men out there. Yeah. Men go out there and protect those women that yes. are praying the rosary. You need, you're, the more men there is, the more better. powerful, the better. Yes. So go to nodragnd.org, nodragnd.org. Yes. The month of November, dedicated to commemorating those who have died and departed to their heavenly home. Mm -hmm. It began with All Saints Day. Then yesterday was All Souls Day. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's remember all the people this month. There's special graces for praying the rosary, being in a state of grace, having gone to confession within the last 20 days. You can get a plenary indulgence that we could keep sending people to heaven from purgatory this month. absolutely. So jump jump on the Catholic bandwagon and yeah. let's. Uh, we need prayers out there. The way this world is going, we need plenty of par- prayers. We need arrows shooting in the air because we got rocket rockets on the other side of the world shooting. Yeah, literally <laughs> killing people. Yeah, terrorist rockets and also yep. demonic rockets. demonic rockets. Absolutely. So we need those those Jesus rockets flying through the air. Yes. So uh, let's let's talk about. We're going to get into some things that well, have to do with spiritual the first warfare. Friday of the month. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. First Friday of the month, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And, you know, make sure the first Friday, go to Mass. Tomorrow's the second, the first Saturday of the month, go to Mass. So you can just, yeah, that's what we need to do is just uh, keep our spiritual. Um, we got to bump up our yeah, prayer life and our absolutely. sacramental life. Mm-hmm. The more people receive Holy Communion, the more grace comes into the world. That's yep. that simple. Yep. Yeah. Uh, th- there's there's a lack of grace coming into the world because absolutely. there's a lack of people going to Holy Communion in a state of grace. Yes. Uh, and so it's not that it's not rocket science. No. The, the it's more not. grace we can bring in, and we as Catholics are the ones that bring in the grace. Yes. Through the sacrifice of the Mass. Absolutely. So, so those of you that you know can go to Mass during the week, at least one day during the week. Yeah. You know, whether it be in the morning or then. Just make that extra sacrifice. Yep. So let's get into spiritual warfare here. The yes. first thing I want to mention, you can read the article on your own. Mm-hmm. It's the FBI 
they're issuing a warning about newly discovered pedophilic Satanist extortion cult targeting children online. Mm-hmm. The article goes into a lot of details, but you got these Satanists mm-hmm. and these child molesters that are one and the same. They're using the they're internet. Trolling. They're, they're trolling. trolling they're using for, the internet. Yeah, underage <laughs> kids from the age of 8 to 17, th- 17 I believe. That's yep. what the article says after reading it. Yep. And, um, they're going yes. after LGBTQ pl- yep. Q- Q plus mm-hmm. youth, yeah. racial minorities. Yes, those who struggle with mental health, depression, mm-hmm. suicidal ideation. Yeah. So they're going after our kids, and they're using yeah. different apps to do so. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just uh, again, just you have to you have to monitor your kids even more so than mm-hmm. when I was a young father. Yes, uh, it's it's uh, th- things are a lot more tense today. Yeah. So let's get into the theology of temptation. Yep. Temptation, and all of us are tempted. Of course, <laughs> we're not going to. be. Yeah, you're not all gonna, the time. You're not going to stop being tempted time. until you drop and dead. And that's with everything. You know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, so there's a holy priest I was asked mm-hmm. one day, Father, mm-hmm. uh, he's like 90-something, holy priest, and, and, and the mm-hmm. penitent asked him, Father, when am I going to stop being tempted? He goes, <laughs> probably about 15 <laughs> minutes after you're dead. <laughs> yeah. So it, that's yep. just, if you have a body and a soul and a mind, you're going to be tempted continually. That's mm-hmm. all demons do. So. Well, mm-hmm. well, let's get into it. The key is what you did do with that yes. temptation. That's the key. Yeah. You're going to be tempted. We're all going to be tempted. Yeah. But what are we going to do? How are we going to handle that temptation to not fall into sin? Because yeah. so, that leads us to sin. So some of the things we're going to talk if about we allow it. today are temptation, near occasion mm-hmm. of yes. sin, and also custody of the eyes. Of all yes. the senses, the demons go after us through our senses, but mm-hmm. specifically the eyes. Yes. Come on, let's just be honest, cause, because we're walking around all day looking at things. So mm-hmm. that's the one that's easily more easily easily uh, accessible to the diabolic. Mm-hmm. So here's kind of a funny statement before we get into some good theology. Mm-hmm. I heard somebody say once opportunity may knock once, but temptation bangs on the door forever. On the front door forever. <laughs> on the front, front door. door. <laughs> What's the other uh, wise saying that we? The other heard? wise saying. The will of God never takes you to where the grace of God will not protect ah, you. I like that. The will of God yeah. never takes you to where the grace of God will protect you. Will not protect you. Will, will not, not protect, protect you. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Yes. So let's get right into uh, the theology of temptation. Yes. Okay. So the devil is called what? The tempter. Hmm. And we can find that in what scripture verse? Matthew chapter 4 verse 3. And it says, and the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Notice that's his title, the tempter, Tempter, the tempter and Revelation chapter 12, verse nine. It says, and the great dragon was thrown down the ancient serpent who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. So there's two things that the yep. Bible describes the devil yep. as what does he do? He tempts, tempts and, and deceives. deceives. Yep. Tempts so, and deceives. So, those that's the pair. Yeah. You have to know these things <laughs> so you could know how yep. how to defend deception, yourself. Deception, deception. Yeah. Yeah. Always putting and we see that all the time in Especially politics. In politi- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you owe me a coke. Right, we hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in politics we see that all the time. Deception, deception. If you're, if right, you right know, you, <laughs> if you know your Catholic faith, you know when you're deceived. <laughs> if you don't know your Catholic faith, 
and yeah. don't uh, uh, frequent the sacraments, you're yeah. going to be and what? We'll get, we'll get into that. Yeah, we will. Blindness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Father Gabriel Amorth, Rome's exorcist, rest in peace, exorcist emeritus, he says, mm-hmm. temptation is the most common ordinary activity of the demons. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it is directed... Uh, it is directed against all men. Yeah. And you can find that in his book, Extra Tells a Story. And that's on page 32. And what is uh, uh, the America's Bishop? America's Bishop. bishop Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. <laughs> yeah. uh, in his book, Life is Worth Living, on page two. 292 he says temptations are holy in the mind mm, there the mind. are wow. three elements to temptation there's three elements suggestion number, that's number the first one. step that's a one first one the second one delight Ooh, titillation. Deli- Ooh, yeah good. i'm titillated like that. by yeah. that and then consent You're so those are it. the three elements of temptation so you cannot send in your mind until there is consent okay which comes from the will. So our will, you know, once we give it consent, the suggestion may come from the eyes, ear, memory, imagination, or suggestion. As Eve was tempted by the word of Satan, there can be delight and that can even be physical. We can feel the repercussions of the thought in our body. It does not not make any difference how long the feeling may endure. There is no sin until there is consent. That's an important point. So let me repeat that again. There is no sin until there is consent. Let me give you, so people yeah. people become, yeah. uh, uh, what's the, the word? Scrupulous. Yeah. You're driving down Los Angeles, bunch of nasty billboards on both sides <laughs> of the freeway. You're driving from point A to point B. You look, and bikini, sorry, you look. Sorry, Angelinos. Sorry, Angelinos. Okay. I know I drove those freeways for years. Okay. You look, you're like, okay, you just keep looking. Now, if you look, you're like, ooh, okay, now you, that nasty billboard, now you're saying, I could see myself with that person in, Ma, in Masatlan and the white, be- <laughs> and, and the you, white fans. And you see yourself now rolling around <laughs> with that person. That, you gave, looking yeah. at it's not a sin. Everybody looks at it. Pope, the Pope looks at it. Priests yeah. look at it like, Right. But you okay. look and turn your gaze. Yeah, exactly. You avert your gaze. Yeah, you, avert you your gaze. You go, you're like, mm, okay. Oh, avert yeah. your gaze. Yeah, avert it, your gaze. When you give consent to that, and now it's in the mind, and mm-hmm. now you're ruminating, that's where the sin comes yeah. in. It's not a sin. I mean, my wife, there's the handsome guys all over the place. I might have that as my wife. You walk around with blinders and eat that. No, that's dumb. There's pretty girls all over the place. Am I going to walk around with blinders when I leave the house? That's dumb. Okay? You look, acknowledge God's creation, then that's it. And just say, it's she's a sister the, in Christ. Yeah. And that's how you can... Look at them all as your brother, brother in Christ and sister, and sister in Christ. That's my that sister. That's my brother intellect. in Christ. Yes. That's how you can purify her. Yes. Bingo. Yes. yes. That yeah. could be my daughter. Yes. yes. That could be my sister. That could be my wife. That could be my mom. Our lady giving a holy pause. Stay with us. Jesus 911 with Jeff and Anita.
Jeez, 911 with Jesse Anita. Oh my goodness, that song just just brings me so much peace. Yes, it brings does. peace to my heart. Just it's the greatest. All the beautiful words. <laughs> it's the greatest uh, song on Catholic radio for bumpers. Yes, it is. I mean, yes. come on. There's no better song I've heard on yep. Catholic radio than Our Lady of Guadalupe. <laughs> it is the best, top of the food chain. I well, I think so. But okay, we're talking okay about too. The, the theology of temptation. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So, uh, j- just. I remember when we watched the movie Nefarious, mm-hmm. uh, the serial killer. I forget the actor's name, yep. but he was Edward Brady in the movie. He was depicting a serial killer. Uh, he said this, or the demon spoke through him. He mm-hmm. said, demonic temptation will continue and become longer in duration and increase in intensity with the intent of evoking a series of yeses and permissions from the victim mm-hmm. until the victim is controlled and subjugated by the demons, close quote. Uh, and we also know that by their nature, just from uh, mm-hmm. listening to experts like Father Ripper and many others, mm-hmm. by their nature, uh, demons and angels and demons are far superior beings compared to human beings. They absolutely are. That's why we should not talk to them. Yes. Okay. There's a famous... A famous <laughs> Look at the movie Nefarious I know. and you'll see why. <laughs> Anita, there's a famous spiritual warfare writer uh, writer, Father yeah. Lorenzo Scupoli, yeah. who wrote a book called The Spiritual Combat in the 16th Century. Yeah. He also says something that yeah, we... Uh, yeah, let's, this is what he said. He said, fight, therefore, with great determination. Do not let the weakness of your nature be an excuse. If your strength fails you, ask more from God. He will not refuse your request. Consider this. If the fury of your enemies is great and their numbers overwhelming, the love which God holds for you is infinitely greater. Mm. The angel who protects you and the saints who intercede for you are more numerous. And the good guys. So what does it say? The The power of God. You call on God is more powerful than what the demons can do to you. And calling your angel, calling call call your saints. angels, just call. Yeah, the church triumphant. They're there waiting for our prayers. Yep. It, I, th- I look at them like they're like uh, our daughter used to run track. And, you know, the way they start off in these starting blocks. Yeah. The, the runners, start, yes. The angels and saints are like right there on in starting blocks. blocks waiting, Both their feet are there. Waiting for us to. Yeah. The, Shoot the gun. <laughs> their hand is their hand is down on the ground the way yep. the way the, the, the yeah the, the way they yeah. they they begin like in a three point stance yes mm-hmm. and the, and the the gun that they hear before they run it's our pray, when we start praying they go boom yes that's mm-hmm. when they're activated that's when they come to yes. our assistance yeah. they have to hear the gun that's your prayer yep yeah and we should be praying to our guardian angel at least twice a day in the morning and the evening at least and when you do other things like driving Get in the, the car, car go, on the plane. go in the plane call on your guardian angel yeah. they're, they're there they're waiting for us yes they want to protect us they want to give us you know uh uh, uh solace and comfort yes it's, but it's through them but we have to initiate it yeah, so we're talking about the theology of temptation. Who mm-hmm. tempted our first parents? It was Satan. Yep. When he tempted our first parents, he began with a why. He said, why has God commanded you? <clears throat> you should not eat of the tree of paradise. Mm-hmm. There are actually three steps in the diabolic temptation. And for a sound psychological study of the nature of temptation, there's nothing surpassing the book of the Genesis story. So first we have what? First, Satan aroused a doubt. Uh-huh. A doubt. Yeah, he said, yeah. 
Why did God command you? Notice Satan is trying to tell Adam and Eve, yep. question God's authority, question yep. his authority. And that's, that's where all the problems come yep, from. Yep, that's what all the problems. Absolutely. That's why our jails are full. Yeah, because they question authority. That's why there's divorce. Divorce. And, 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 <laughs> I'm just going to say that. And, yeah. <laughs> we think a lot. Well, that's why we have a, the synod and synodality. Yeah, question question the authority. authority of divine because revelation. Because we have yeah. the teaching of the church. Yeah. What is the issue right. here? Yeah. So. Uh, the devil's projecting to Adam and Eve. Yeah. God's restrictions are unjust. Be free, Adam and Eve. Can't you see this commandment? It's a restriction of your liberty, of your constitutional <laughs> rights. You can't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So the devil began to unsettle the mind of Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. And look back at on any temptation you've ever had. Has it not begun with a why? An inner voice seems to be talking to us. Why don't you follow your sex instincts? Use your sex mm-hmm. instincts. Yep. Didn't God give them to you? So that's a lower passions right there. <laughs> why not make all the money you can? Use people. Who cares? Yeah, Isn't that why you were here on the, in the world? Why does the church say you should not marry again while your first spouse is alive? Who cares what the church says? Be free. Throw off the shackles. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening every day in the world. And that's what happened in the very beginning in the Garden of Eden. So yeah. what's sa- the Satan's second step? Yeah, uh, Satan's second step was to remove all fear from the consequences of sin. So what did he do? He ridiculed punishment. And what did he say? He said, you will not die. God warned if they ate of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they would die. Satan always contradicts God. He minimizes sin. Do you believe what God hath joined together let man put us under? No, go ahead and do it. No one will know. This is what the Satanists keep selling. Take the 10th cocktail. You will never be an alcoholic. It'll just make you feel good. There you go. There's the passions. Go on committing excesses of the flesh. You will never be a slave. You believe in hell? Don't be silly. That's the way the devil talks. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The third stage of Satan's temptation is the false promise. He said to our first parents, you will be likened to God knowing good and evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is really what Satan was saying. God knows the difference between good and evil. The reason he does not want you to eat out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is because you will be like God. You see, the reason God is forbidding you, he doesn't want you to be like him. He's jealous of you, Adam and Eve. The fallacy was that God does not know good and evil the way we do. God knows good and evil in a, in, in a way, very in a very abstract fashion. Mm-hmm. When you and I know evil, we do know it in an, we do not know it in an abstract fashion. It gets into our blood. It becomes part of us. The act becomes a habit. Satan taunts us. He says to us, he says to us, hey, you haven't lived unless you mm-hmm. embrace this, this or that temptation. Mm-hmm. But yep. Jesus, he also taught us to pray against temptation. Yep, he does. He taught us to pray. And, you know, what's our source? Scripture. Scripture. We always got to fall in Scripture. It says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 15, it says, pray then like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. For if you forgive men their trespasses, 
your heavenly Father also will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Mm. And the word temptation can also mean trial or test. Some translations mm-hmm. say right, right. So temptation, trial, test. The Catechism says in CCC twenty eight sixty three about temptation. When we say lead us not into temptation, we're asking God not to allow us to take the path that leads to sin. Mm-hmm. In other words, hold us by the hand, yeah, God, right? Because I'm too stupid to find out my yep. to, to, find, <laughs> to to follow that narrow path myself. Yeah. I need you to hold me yep. by the hand. Yep. This petition implores a spirit of discernment discernment to understand good and evil mm-hmm. yeah that's what a lot of people don't have they go there's nothing wrong with going to a gentleman's club jess there's nothing wrong with going to a nudie bar mm-hmm. jess there's nothing wrong with going to a bar yeah. after work and having i'm not a, touching them yeah, I'm, not, I'm just yeah, looking I'm just, at I'm them just looking and lusting. yeah, yeah not that's a problem <laughs> so again that's discernment the bible says we have to ask god for mm-hmm. that spirit give me the ability to know good and evil and give me the strength to fight against it as well. It requests the grace of vigilance and final perseverance. Mm-hmm. And what does it say in the catechism in, in paragraph uh, 2846? It says, this petition goes to the root of the preceding one. For our sins result from our consenting to temptation. That's what we've been, what we've been talking about. We therefore ask our Father not to lead us into temptation. It is difficult to translate the Greek verb used by the single English word. The Greek means both, quote, do not allow us to enter into temptation and, quote, do not let us yield to temptation, end quote. Quote, God cannot be tempted by evil and he himself tempts no one. On the contrary, he wants to set us free from evil. We ask him not to allow us to take the way that leads to sin. We are engaged in the battle between flesh and spirit. This petition implores the spirit of discernment and strength. Which is another way of saying grace, grace, strength, strength, grace, grace, yep. grace. CCC 2848 of the Catechism says, lead us not into temptation, implies a decision of the heart. And then it quotes 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, a beautiful passage where it says, yes. no testing has overcome, overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength, but with the temptation will also provide the way of escape so that you may be able to endure it. it. That's why we... we, God is not going to give you more than you can handle. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and what he gives us, he gives us because he knows this is what we need so we can grow in virtue and holiness. Mm -hmm. Well, so St. Thomas, let's go on to some of the things that he says about the causes of temptation. temptation. What are the causes, he says, of temptation are... Are the lust the lust of flesh number one, disordered desire for wealth, Two. eagerness for power. Bingo. Flesh, wealth, power. Yeah. That's what he says. Yeah. Jesus shows us how to deal with the devil. Although Jesus is divine, he did not bring his divine powers into play. The method he used was praying, fasting, watchfulness, not dialoguing with temptation, having the words of God's scripture on our lips, and putting our trust in the Lord by virtue of Christ's victory, that is, death and the resurrection. We are enabled to overcome all the temptations. The whole episode is a mystery which man cannot hope to fully understand God submitting himself to temptation. Yeah, there's an element like, yep. wow, how could that happen? Yep, right. But I think St. Thomas here gives us some of the, the reasons why God right. allowed this to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and what are they? 
Many reasons may be assigned by Christ permitted himself to be tempted. Permitted. 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 Okay. Okay. First. So what are they? Yeah. First, the first one is to merit for man the grace of overcoming temptation. Mm, married, married, he's a patriarch, meriting for the whole human race that grace to right. overcome temptation. The second is to encourage us when we are tempted. The third, to teach us not to be cast down with temptations. Or depressed, yeah. However grievous they may be, since even Jesus Christ submitted to them. The fourth, to point out to us the manner in which we ought to behave in time of temptation. The devil appears to try to discover if Jesus was the Son of God, he is not sure. So See, right the, there. The fourth yep. one makes right. the, the most sense to me. Yep. Is that how we ought to behave yep. in the time of temptation. temptation. Right. Jesus, Behavior. pray, fast, do penance, and rebuke the devil with the word of God. Yep. Jesus gave us a model how to fight temptation. And we have our lady who crushed temptation. Yes, amen. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And who never suffered uh, any concupiscence, yeah. by the way. Beautiful. We'll be right the back. The Mother's Redeemer. Jesus, time on one. Yes, Mother Mary, hold us tenderly in your arms. Yes. Uh, the month of November, especially we pray for the dead. We should be praying for them every day. Here's a yes. simple way of how to remind yes. yourself of how to pray for the dead. Yeah, because sometimes we get busy. We wake up and we yeah. just, and you, you just, know, we forget. We, we forget. Yeah. In Catholicism, there's an after meal prayer. And here it goes. We give, give thee thanks, thanks, Almighty God, God for all thy benefits who lives and reigns forever. forever. And may, may the, the souls of the faithful, faithful departed, departed through the, the mercy, mercy of God, God rest, rest in peace. peace. Amen. So that's the that's a Catholic after meal prayer. Mm -hmm. If you eat three times a day, you could be praying for the the, the departed dead three times a day. Mm -hmm. If you'd only eat two times a day, you'll be praying for the dead twice a day. And do this not only the month of November, which is more efficacious for the souls, but do this for the rest of your life. Pray for the holy souls in purgatory with that Catholic after meal prayer. That way you don't yeah. forget it. And pray your rosary every day. And you know what? You could even, when you're taking your vitamins and your medicine, say the, that prayer. Because you know? yeah. you're putting a foreign stuff, substance in your body. Absolutely. Of course, it's to help you. And, and I, want, I want to give kudos to all the young people yes, out there in Notre to. Dame today. They're having a prayerful protest at Notre Dame. I think it's being led by a, a lot of young ladies. And they're upset yeah. because... Notre Dame is going to hold, or they're holding a drag show. They're protesting this drag show. The priests don't want to do anything about it. The, the administrators, the Holy Cross Fathers, they don't want to do anything about it. And so these young women... Because they receive a lot of funding from exactly. liberal organizations and the government. Exactly. That's why. So these these young women and hopefully a lot of young men out there, they're going yes, to... Yes, young men, you need to be out there with these young ladies. Yeah, so they to, need to feel protected. It's at 7.30 p.m. tonight, Eastern Time. So uh, I hope we have as many people out there, not only young people, any, any Catholic, any person of faith to go out there yes. and stand up against this mockery of our Catholic faith by allowing this, uh, these uh, drag queens to be yeah. over in Notre Dame, a Catholic university, and insulting, yes, a, 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 and and what we believe about the the beauty of authentic Blasphemy. female feminism, mm -hmm. you know, Christian feminism. Yep. Mm -hmm. So we're going, we're talking about the theology of temptation. 
God does not want to impose the good, but wants free beings. You know, he doesn't make robots. Mm -mm, There's mm -mm. a certain usefulness to temptation. No one but Mm -hmm. God knows what our soul has received from him, not even we ourselves. But temptation reveals it in order to teach us to know ourselves. And in this way, we discover our evil inclinations, uh, our imperfections and our defects. And we're obliged to give thanks for the goods that the temptation has revealed to us. Uh, certain sins that you're that you're tempted by, you wouldn't know that you have weaknesses unless God showed you the, right. your weaknesses through that temptation. Yeah, in order to know yourself, yes. that is just we we yeah. we don't know unless we pray. God's going to reveal these things to us, and um, then we just got to take it. And that's the growth. You know, we're going through our 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 time of growth yes. in our prayer life and. You know, in our holiness, interior life. life. Yeah. There's a Bible verse that talks about the theology of venial sin to mortal sin. Mm -hmm. James 1, 12 and 13. Blessed is the man who endures trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life. Everybody gets a crown in heaven. Hopefully it's not a Burger King crown. (laughs) Which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. And he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Mm-hmm. Then desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. So notice mm-hmm. the evolution from venial to mortal. Mortal, mortal yep. means death, yeah. deadly. Yeah, and that's why it's important to go to at least confession once a month. You good know, practice. To, yeah, good practice to even just if you don't have mortal the, sin. No, say, you know, the venus, I, we yeah. we sin venus every day. Right. You know, <laughs> but but I'm saying there's a lot <laughs> I mean, of people that have right. reached the, the yeah. that have reached the point where they don't commit much mortal no, sin. No, no, especially the elderly. Especially the elderly. So they're you know, especially they're bed bound and but, but they you, have no time. But you still to, need to that be, sacramental yeah. grace absolutely. at least once just, a month. Absolutely, yeah. it's just. Because all yep. those venial sins are piling up. Yeah, they're piling up. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, and it's easy to just flip by like CNN or MSNBC and you see some person in the White House and all of a sudden you start venially sinning. <laughs> I, I, so this is be honest. So it isn't it, ba- Brandon, is Brandon, it? No, no, Brandon. No, 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 it's not him. Okay. Okay, in the catechism, yeah. Uh, 2732. Yeah, 2732 says, the most common yet most hidden temptation is our lack of faith. It expresses itself less by declared incredulity than by our actual actual preferences. When we begin to pray, a thousand labors or cares thought to be urgent vie for priority. Once again, it is the moment of truth for the heart. What is its real love? Sometimes we turn to the Lord as a last resort. But do we really believe he is? Sometimes we enlist the Lord as an ally, but our heart remains presumptuous. In each case, our lack of faith reveals that we do not yet share in the disposition of a humble heart. Remember, our Lord says, quote, apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm. End quote. You can find that that scripture in John fifteen five. So what's the definition of temptation according to the Catechism mm-hmm. of the Catholic Church? Mm-hmm. It's in paragraph 538, and it's also in the glossary of terms. It says, temptation, an attraction either from outside oneself, external, or from within, interior, mm-hmm. to act contrary to right reason and the commandments of mm-hmm. God. Jesus himself, during his life on earth, was tempted, put to the test, to manifest both opposition between himself and the devil, 
and the triumph of his saving work over Satan. Mm-hmm. And that's why in the in the act of contrition, in the newer one, there's an old one and a new yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Both are beautiful. Yes, in they the newer are act of contrition, I like the last sentence where it says, I firmly resolve with the help of thy grace to sin no more and to, here it is, to avoid the near occasion, occasion of, of sin. sin. Amen. That's a beautiful prayer. Lord, yes. give me the grace to avoid Void. the near occasion of sin. And that's what the whole theology of the Our Father is, as mm-hmm. the Catechism says. We're asking God not to lead us down into that temptation so we can avoid it. Mm-hmm. So an occasion of sin could be a person, mm-hmm. an object or a situation that might cause us to fall. Let's say if you're an alcoholic mm-hmm. and you say, and you've had a drinking problem for 20 years and you, you, you stopped. An occasion of sin would be for you to go on a, on a bar on a Friday night with a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. Because you've already had that proclivity to that sin. Why are you putting yourself in, 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 in that dangerous situation? That, for example, that's an occasion of sin because you already you, know that yeah, you're weak know in that thyself. area. Yes. Remember, know thyself. Yes. And, and the, Baltimore, oh, yeah. on the Baltimore Catechism, uh, number three, in the Baltimore, number three, in question 771, it says, what do you mean by the near occasion of sin? We're always asking, what does that mean? Here you okay, go. Okay, here's your answer. By the near occasions of sin, I mean all the persons, places, and things that may easily lead us into sin. So there you go. All play, all persons, you know, this is plural, yeah. not person, plural. Persons, places, and things. That may easily lead us into sin. Question so, 772 of the Baltimore Catechism. Why are we bound to avoid occasions of sin? Answer, we're bound to avoid occasions of sin because our Lord has said, he who loves the danger will perish in it. Mm-hmm. And as we are bound to avoid the loss of our souls, so we are bound to avoid the danger of their loss. The occasion is the cause of sin, and you cannot take away the evil without removing its cause. Wow. And question 773 in the Baltimore Catechism. Is a person who is a person who is determined to avoid the sin, but who is unwilling to give up its near occasion when it is possible to do so, rightly disposed for confession. What's the answer? A person who is determined to avoid the sin, but who is unwilling to give up its near occasion when it is possible to do so, is not rightly disposed for confession, and he will not be absolved if he makes known to the priest the true state of his conscience. The most common one in the Catholic Church Mm is a couple that's living in fornication. They have a conversion. They say, oops, we we better go get this done right. Maybe they go through RCA. They're missing a sacrament. And uh, a priest, a good priest will tell them, uh, their spiritual direction will say, you guys have to live apart. Yeah. Uh, You can't live together until you guys get married sacramentally. That would be, for example, the, the the classic example about avoiding the sin that you're that you're able to avoid. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say you yeah. got half a dozen kids with this woman. You guys been living together for thirty years. It, it would not be feasible mm-hmm. for you to get an yeah. apartment and, and and leave your wife with six kids by themselves after thirty years of shacking up. And so, in that instance, uh, it, it, you should try to live in the next room. You should live in the next room as brothers and sisters. It would not be the best thing for the six kids for you to live apart in an apartment. Right, you know, right. Uh, okay, so question 774. How many kinds of occasions of sin are there? Okay, there's the answer. There are four kinds of occasions of sin. The first occasion, near occasions, 
through which we always fall. The second one, remote. A young guy living with his young girlfriend? Yep. You're always going to fall. fall. You're always going to fall. Always. You see you're beautiful. You're attracted to her. Yep. And she's attracted attracted to to you. So, Uh, (laughs) second, remote occasions through which we sometimes fall. The third is voluntary occasions or those we can avoid. And the last one, the fourth, involuntary occasions or those we cannot avoid. A person who lives, for example, a person who lives in a near and voluntary occasion of sin need not expect forgiveness while he continues in that state. Yeah. Uh, you can't live with your girlfriend, young man, uh, before I give you absolution. Yeah. No, Father, it's too hard, but we love each other. And, you know, we're sh- we share the bills and it's easier on us financially. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't absolve you. Okay, come yep. back when, when you yep. can. Yeah. Yep. Question seven, seven, and five. What persons, places, and things are usually occasions of sin? Number one. The persons or occasions of sin are those, are, 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 the, are all those in whose company we sin, whether they be bad of themselves or bad only while in their co- in our company, in which case we also become occasions of sin for them. Two, the places are usually liquor saloons, low theaters, that means uh, X-rated theaters, mm-hmm. indecent dances, entertainments, amusements, ex- exhibitions, and all immoral resorts of any resorts of any kind, whether we sin in them or not. Three. The things are all bad books, Harry Potter, indecent pictures, songs, jokes, and the like, even when they are tolerated by public opinion and found in public places. We'll be right back. Jesse and Nita. We're going to talk about the theology of cynics. Holy pause with Our Lady. Stay with us. We are back in our last segment. Yes. Gosh, it's gone so fast. I enjoy being with you all. Yes, Family. yes, yes. It's just a fun time this for Jeff and I. Yes. It's a blast. The Friday show. <laughs> Remember all you guys uh, out there by Notre Dame University, go out there and, and do a prayerful protest today. Yes. At the university, uh, protesting this uh, these drag shows at a Catholic university. If you want more information, go to nodragnd.org, nodragnd.org. The prayer rally and protest is today at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time at the University of Notre Dame. Go join all those young women and young men that are mm-hmm. that are trying to take uh, their college back and make sure that it maintains its Catholic identity. Yeah. Also, Remember, t- a, pr- a prayer in the, uh, uh, in the public square is so much more, more powerful. powerful. Yeah. Also, tomorrow, there's a National Men's March and Rally in Boston tomorrow, November 4th, from 8.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. This is being held by my friend Jim Havens. He's a good man. Uh, the website is called themensmarch.com, themensmarch.com. Uh, yeah, if you live out there in Boston area yeah. or nearby states. Yeah, it's, you, it's the Men's March to Abolish Abortion. To Abolish Abortion. Wonderful. Yeah. We need men out there. because. Yep. Yes, and then just one last thing, announcement. Uh, Jesse's going to be at the Good Shepherd Catholic Parish. He's going to be giving some spiritual warfare sh- uh, talks in English and Spanish. Just look at the website. I have all the information there. It's on our way from jesseromero.com. That, that, that is next week. Next week. Next week. Next Saturday. Got it. Next so Saturday. So Saturday, November 11th. That's Veterans Day. Yep. Yeah. So we want to talk about the theology of sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Confession is your doctor's office. Your divine physician is Jesus Christ. But Jesus is at work in his ordained sons 
who are who? Catholic priests. Catholic priests are waiting to restore you to health. They work for Jesus, the divine physician. If I don't reveal my spiritual sickness, the effects of those sins are only going to get worse. Mm -hmm. Maybe if we had a better understanding of the impact of sin in our lives, we would move away from seeing confession as an unavoidable requirement that we run from to an appointment that our divine physician that we run to. What are the symptoms of spiritual sickness and the effects of sin, even venial sins on our lives? Well, we're going to talk about there's at least five things. Sin darkens the intellect. Weaken, number two, weakens our will. Three, disorders our passions. Four, increases our concupiscence. And five, sin also devastates the soul. Mm-hmm. So let's go to the first one. Yeah, the first one, uh, the, the sin darkens our intellect. Let's talk about that. To have a darkened intellect means that the truths of the faith I used to see so clearly, accept so readily and experience so profoundly become diminished, obscured and confused in my mind. To believe that God exists, that he loves me and that he has a plan for my life is critical to how I live my life as a Catholic Christian. When I sin, it impacts how deeply these truths live in me. When I begin to lose my grip on the truth, other ideas and falsehoods begin to confuse and cloud my thinking. I find myself asking, does God really love me? How could he? I've done such hateful things. Why would he want to have anything to do with me? Does he even exist at all? Those are some of the ways sin can impact our thinking by what? Clouding our minds and our intellects. Number two, sin weakens the will. To have a weakened will means that in the face of a decision to do something virtuous or godly or to avoid something evil, we find, the, we find, we find that we lack the capability to will to do what we want. Mm-hmm. Choosing to sin even once saps us of some strength we need to resist that same sin the next time We are tempted by it. Choosing to sin weakens our capacity to say no to sin and yes to Mm -hmm. God. Committing a particular sin will eventually become a habit, Mm -hmm. making me a slave to it. I end up in bondage to sin the way slaves were shackled with no way to escape. My will has become too weak. I certainly didn't want, want or plan on the bondage to sin I experienced. But sin has an addictive quality, and over time, it leaves us powerless before it. What we have done is freely chosen to gradually destroy our freedom to say no to sin, one choice at a time. St. Thomas Aquinas kind of describes what happens to the body when you sin. I find this very Mm -hmm. fascinating. Mm -hmm. He says that the body adjusts itself to the operations of the soul. Remember, we know mm-hmm. that that the that the, the soul acts through the body. Saint mm-hmm. Thomas says. Yep. So, as you start performing acts of virtue of holiness, mm-hmm. your body starts accommodating to that activity, to the virtue or mm-hmm. acts of holiness, because the body was designed to perform acts of virtue, mm-hmm. but the body breaks down with acts of vice and sin. Mm-hmm. Like it says in Psalm 32, verse 3, it says, mm-hmm. when I confess my sin not, my body began to waste away. Mm-hmm. And vice also, yep. as we said in point number one, it also dulls the senses, it dulls the intellect. Yeah, and let's let's look at three. Sin disorders the passions. So when you read the word passions, think of appetites and desires. That's what you want to think about. 
So what do I hunger for when I'm pulled toward, when I live a holy life? My passion is in perfect harmony, all of them urging me towards God or to do what honors God. But when I sin, the tranquil ordering of desires is disturbed like a rock thrown in a still, calm pond. Sin sends ripples into my passion, creating a wave that would carry me away from God. Well, that makes that's clear. Or from doing what would honor God. So just think of that ripple, taking mm. away from God. God is in the center and the ripple. We experience this in daily life all the time. I desire to eat in a healthy way, and I desire to eat another piece of chocolate cake. I see the beauty of God's creation in a beautiful woman. And I desire that that woman or man or man in lustful ways. I desire to celebrate my good friend's success. And what is it? I am envious over what she has and I am secretly jealous, jealous of it. The conflict of desires. There you go. Committing a sin, even a venial, venial sin, increases the disturbance of the desires that live in us so that we lack the harmony order and peace that God intends for our lives. Point number four. Wow. That's... Sin increases concupiscence. Mm. Concupiscence is a fancy term referring mm. to the urge towards sin that results from sin. I like that. The urge. Yeah. The urge. urge yeah. Just remember that. The Catechism of the Catholic Church also refers to concupiscence as the tinder mm or the match, or mm. igniter, or mm. kindling for sin. What's mm. the match that lights, lights the passions? Mm -hmm. That's in 1264 of the Catechism. Sin is extremely combustible, and we're putting our spiritual lives in danger when we give in to sin. It's not safe to play fast and loose with, with any sin, even venial sins. They just might explode in ways that damage ourselves and others, especially those nearest and dearest to us. This is so true and obvious that it's amazing we settle for sin so easily. Think of any of the of the seven deadly sins, and we see how giving into into any one of them not only increases the urge towards that sin, but how much weaker our resistance becomes to that sin's explosive character. Anger is the clearest example. Mm -hmm. Do you not know someone prone to anger, or maybe you you are yourself given to anger easily for a day or two, and see how quickly anger becomes your primary response in tense situations particularly with loved ones. Yeah. Number five, any sin, even venial sin, is a spiritual disease that devastates the soul. The longer you let these spiritual diseases live in you, the more damage is, uh, is done. The good news is that Jesus Christ, our divine physician, has provided us with confession as a place where he will minister his cure for our deadly disease and all its effects. Confession is not just a requirement in cases of mortal sin, but it is an incredible remedy for the effects of each and every sin. If you only go in for a yearly checkup, it's better than not going. But going in every couple of months is far better before the disease can really take hold. Confession is meant for us in our everyday struggles. Those daily faults where we stumble and fall as well as in the case of big sins, Jesus Christ is waiting the confessional to meet us with open arms, to console us, to heal us, and to set us free. Why would we run from that? 
And, I, and you know, and I, I just want to let everybody know that any sin that you bring to the confessional, the priest has seen, heard it once or twice or a thousand times before. So don't think your sin is me. the only sin that he's never heard. Trust me. Who knows? He, so may, don't be he may even be, if have you're been fear, involved in that sin. And remember, when you're in fear of going to confession, it guess who's doing that to you? It's the diabolical. He doesn't want you to go to confession. He doesn't want you in the state of grace. He wants you to continue living in 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 a, a, like a wretched life. Right. He wants that, and that's so. Do do not fear. That is the most the most compassionate, most loving. Uh, a time that you can receive in the confessional. Yes, Our Lady uh, to said to Sister Agnes of Sasagawa, yeah. uh, in Akita, of Akita, Japan, in October 13, 1973, she said, the thought of the loss of so many souls is the cause of my sorrow. Mm. If my sin increases in, in number and gravity, there will no longer, there will be no longer pardon for them. Yeah. Uh, also, just one on uh, uh, Saint Faustine also said about confession. She said, "When you go to confession, mm -hmm. it's not." She said, "It's Jesus in the priest, yeah. behind the priest, that's hearing your confession. Yes. It's not yes. Father So and So. Yeah. It's actually Jesus Christ. Father So and So just is lending him his mouth, his mind, his body, his heart. Yes, to 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 affect the sacrament. But it's really Jesus Christ that you're confessing your sins to. And finally, just want to mention that." And I, you know, I want to say something, you know, go in there, you know, number and kind. Yeah. Don't go over there and do this. It's not a counseling session. It's not a counseling session. You need to just go in there. I did this 20 times. I did that five times. Yeah. I did this and, and go through Since the, my last confession. Since yeah. my last confession. That's all you have to do. If the priest asks you a detail, then you give it to him. But you don't have to do that. Yes. And, uh, and look at the. The Ten Commandments is a good guide. Look at uh, yes. look at the seven deadly the sins. sins, and you could just look at your phone and your iPhone. There's a lot of Catholic apps. One that I use is the Laudate. Mm -hmm. It's got how to make examine your conscience. You just click on it for married men. It'll tell you like hundred different things to ask. Wow. Okay. Guilty. Ah. Uh, guilty. Ah. Uh, guilty, guilty. Guilty. And you can put a check mark. It yeah, has a put check, a check mark. mark. You go to the you confessional and you have it and you right go there. right down the list. Father, bless me, Father. If my last confession was a month ago, and these are my sins. Boom, boom, you go boom. down, yes. and you're making a good confession. That's yes. a wrap, family. That's a wrap. Yeah, we, this is Jesus 911 with Jesse and Anita, and we will see you next Friday. Absolutely. Yes. Remember the men's, Our show. the men's March tomorrow in Boston? Yes. And uh, it starts at 8.30 a.m. And the prayer rally the prayer at rally Notre, Notre Dame, Dame tonight, 7.30 Eastern yes, Time. be there. Or be nowhere. If you're near, if you're near there. As Michael Savage says, be there or, or be nowhere. Or be nowhere. <laughs> God bless you, family. Bless we'll see you. you next time. Up next, Gary Machuda, hands-on apologetics. Love you, family.